0: Hey everybody, welcome to the show, Community Spread, a show about the spread of progressive ideas in conservative neighborhoods. I'm your host, Kevin Lundell. And later on on the show, we've got a guest with us. His name is John Sullivan. And John did a solo armed protest uh, on the steps of the Capitol building uh, just a few days ago, and it hit the news. And I think the reason why it hit the news was just how stark the image was of an armed black man holding an assault rifle, and he was also met there with uh, twenty armed other men, white men, uh, who were, were there to confront him as as uh, anti-protesters. And you know, John is a is a controversial figure. Uh, I think even amongst the uh, progressive uh, or protest movement, and you can see, you know, you'd have to be to do something like this. Uh, but I wanted to reach out to him and hear what he had to say about it, because, you know, I think we've gotten so used to seeing these sort of protests um, from from white men. Uh, we see them at the states of the Capitol in, uh, or inside the Capitol building in Michigan, uh, uh, protesting against the uh, stay-at-home orders. We've seen these sort of uh, large armed men at protests and anti-process before but to see a black man it was almost a, a piece of art as he stood there for several hours so and the images were really stark i also know that john has was involved in in the protests uh that went south in provo and someone was shot there and you know that i i we certainly don't condone any of that here on on community spread and he, is, he did get arrested, and, and John wasn't involved in the shooting, and he claims that the people involved in the shooting and the people that were there to incite violence were not with his group. Uh, so with that as kind of the backdrop, mostly what I wanted to have John on for was to hear his experience about why he chose a gun to, to, for his protest and how it made us uncomfortable. And that leads me into the first part of our segment, which is always some of the things I've been thinking about and learning about. And a while back, I listened to a a podcast uh, by the creator of Vox. It's called the Ezra Klein Show. And he had a guy on by the name of Ta-Nehisi Coates. And Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, talked on there a lot about what the difference between politicians and activists and how each has their place. And activists are made are there and these protests are there to make, particularly in this case, uh, white folks like me uncomfortable. And I, I'm always a little uncomfortable with protest. And I don't know why that is, it's probably privilege, uh, but I am a little uncomfortable with protest. Uh, I'm uncomfortable with, with John's protest, uh, quite frankly. Uh, and I don't know quite where to put that um, other than, than I thought juxtaposing Himself and uh, him standing up there was uh, a piece of art that got a lot of attention and on an issue that's that's needed right now. We know in Portland there is uh, the the federal government is there now. They are you know, detaining people and and protesters in an unlawful manner, and this is one of the things that that John was standing for. So. You know politicians are totally different and they have to make compromise and it's messy as well uh, but that it's a totally different thing and so you know if you're an activist or you're listening to this show know that your politicians are never going to be perfect they're never going to live uh, in in that space because of how they have to to negotiate so when you go to the ballot box you know finding the right politician is not about finding a soulmate. It's not like trying to find a soulmate. Voting on someone is voting on someone who most aligns with your values, who most aligns with how you uh, feel like the world needs to change. And that is what uh, the ballot box is about. And so sometimes I get frustrated um, with people who uh, talk about, about voting in a way that, oh, everybody's bad, I, I can't vote for him, I can't vote for that person. Uh, I'm going to write in somebody that does no good. You need to write in the best person that's going to make the most changes in the direction you want to, even if they're not going to make all the changes in the direction you want to. So um, with no further delay, let's go ahead and get to our conversation with John uh, about his protest on the steps of the Capitol building. Hey everybody, I've got with me today, John Sullivan. And if you've been paying attention to the news, you've seen John's uh, name in, in the newspaper, Salt Lake Tribune, um, even uh, National News, Newsweek did a did a story on John recently um, for what he did, which, which is he's calling a solo armed stance protest. And at this protest, he was then met with uh, 20, 20 white guys and, and one white woman. Uh, a, a little mini militia, I guess, uh, that was also armed. That that came out to this. So, uh, welcome, John. I, I have to say one more thing because people probably they need to know this: that John okay. is an Olympic speed skater. Like yep, I just yep. found this out. But, I mean, th- we're talking about a world-class athlete here who's had lots of successes in his life. Uh, a really accomplished man um, who's Thank out you. to uh, really, uh, you know. Change the world here. Uh, and so I wanted to talk to him about that. So John, tell me what, tell me what that was about.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole intent of the solo arm stance was to basically just make a statement because here in Utah, like when I went to Provo, we were just out there for good intentions. And then out of nowhere, a lot of stuff did happen. Um, and then a group called Utah Citizens Alarm, which is the white militia that you saw there um, at the Capitol, formed against us. And within a day, they had around 7,000 members that joined their Facebook page, right? Like, that's the crazy part that not a lot of people hear about. Truly, because um, they, they are so good at manipulating, like, the press and the media within Provo, just because, like, they, they have been there for a while. It's not that somebody just formed like a group and 7,000 people came out of nowhere. Like I know from starting my own pages, like you can easily get, you know, a thousand people to like your other page if you have 2,000 likes on one page. Like it's just, it's just a fact. And I'm in sales and marketing, so I even know like all about like how you're going to go about doing that and they really did it the right way in marketing whatever they had going on but they portrayed it as such like we were out there for violence like the the person who was out there shooting like they weren't even in, like they weren't even involved with our organization so like they used that as leverage to form a basically a hate group um against us to be specific because we have like over 50 screenshots of like them saying like they'll hang black people from trees like they'll run them over in the streets with cars like like to that extent like i like i was receiving after that protest death threats on the daily right like so that was the craziest part to me and and then also from go ahead oh keep going go go ahead yeah from that divide and from that it created a huge divide within like the community as well because like people get scared People get scared that, you know, people are actually going to harm them and that, you know, possibly like you could be that person that they might portray you to be, right? Like because of like me being out there and like my organization being a small part of it, right? Like a small part of it. Like we had other organizations there that I worked in. I got them all together because like I'm about unity and I started this group to get A whole bunch of people together to work together to like try and make a change because like when i started there was so much divide between groups um and there still is but when we were out there like basically everything fell on me and nobody like really wanted to take responsibility for like anything that was going on but like i'm not afraid of it because like that's what i was out there to preach is peace and if somebody came out there to do violence like that was crazy to me but it wasn't. It wasn't just that, though. It was just when we went out there. There's. I don't know. if Do you know too much about like Blue Lives Matter, all of that?
0: Yeah, not 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 a ton. But I wanna I wanna circle back to, uh, you know, the. So for those of you who don't know what what John specifically is is talking about, it was. Uh, you did you organize that the protest that happened in Provo? Yeah, I did.
1: Yep. So yeah. there was
0: a protest that happened in Provo. Um, the, and in part of this protest, there was, it, it started to go South, uh, and there was a, a truck driver that, that ended up getting shot, correct?
1: No, it was somebody in a, in a van, uh, who's driving through protesters and yeah, ended up getting shot in the shoulder. Yeah. 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 R- really unfortunate.
0: Uh, and, and as a result of that, um, days later, you, you ended up getting arrested at your house. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Correct. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, can you, uh, and so tell me, so how did that play back into this, um, this solo armed stance that you did at the Capitol? And for those, for those of you who haven't seen the pictures, uh, John is, is there standing, uh, with, with his assault rifle and, um, in a, in a tactical vest and it, it was just him there. Um, this was a, this was an organized, like, event with did did you let city know on on and everything that this was going to happen or how do you organize an event like that and and tell me specifically what what that was what that event was about
1: yeah sorry like i just wanted to give like a little backdrop because a lot of it really plays into it to understand like why i was out there but basically that event was uh about me representing like the black community and how like people view me um as a black a man in America differently than white, uh, a white person in America, especially if you're out there with a a gun. Um, But I organized that in the sense, like, I I got a permit because, like, I knew, like, I was putting my life at danger just, like, being out there, right? So, like, at the end of the day, if somebody tried to come and arrest me for, like, being out there with an assault rifle, like, they they would be, they wouldn't be able to do it. They wouldn't be able to say, like, I didn't put the precautions in place right, or let the city know, like, I was gonna be there. Um, so that's why I got the permit um, in the first place. But as you saw, like, there was so many police officers that showed up, and like, I can tell you without a doubt, like, they have there have been like 20 to 30 armed men, like, at some of these protests, and not a single police officer shows up. There have been 20 to 30 armed um, militia men walking through, like, the streets uh, in a a residential neighborhood and not a single police officer officer is there. But no, 20 police officers have to show up for one black man that's standing out there. And I stood out there before anybody else was there. Like I was there at eight o'clock in the morning and I stood from eight to 12. Like not, I did not sit a single time. And that was my point because like, I wanted to stand out there and make people feel uncomfortable because like that brings awareness to like how they should that how they should change their mindset. And the unfortunate thing is like law, law is not uh, basically applied to everybody equally, right? Like it bends, and it changes based on the color of your skin. And and that's the unfortunate thing, because like, somebody else could get away with the same thing that you might be doing. um, And then you get slapped with charges. Like, so that's the that's the thing that is like, I want to show, I want to show the world, like that's not okay. And I also wanted to show the world, like these unmarked government, government officials, kidnapping people is not okay. And that can happen to, to people who are like just walking down the street and getting picked up by somebody who looks like that. because there they're the armed militias that are forming and they are forming. You're just not seeing them or hearing about them. Like they could seriously just take somebody and hang someone from a tree.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I I will say so. You know, the the pictures that came from your event, it, they were, um, uh, you know, with you standing there. It was almost it was very almost artistic, um, the way you had it there, and in a way that art, good art, is it makes you a little uncomfortable. Um, this idea of of meeting guns with guns makes me a little bit uncomfortable, um, but I I, to, I definitely see your point. Um, in America, we are used to seeing, you know, like you said, 20, 30, 40 armed white guys at a Capitol building. I mean, this happened in Michigan um, as they were, you know, protesting against mask wearing and, and government shutdowns. And, um, you know, so we're used to seeing that. Uh, but to see a black man do it, um, for, for some reason, it, it, makes, us, it makes us uncomfortable. And and that's about race, and that's about racism, um, and so I can see definitely why you did that and, and why you made that that contrast, um, because it was you know like I said like good art, it's there to make us feel uncomfortable about mm-hmm. it. Tell me about your um, you know so you're 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 there with with a rifle. Tell me about your general um, your general views on protests and do you are you are do you believe most in nonviolent protests in you know one of the things you when i first reached out to you you said hey i'm just trying to spread peace so tell me about um about your general approach to, to protest
1: so my general approach to like protesting i i believe in peaceful protesting I believe in and making uh, you know changes through peaceful protesting in the sense that you can actually do it in a way that it it you don't have to cause any harm or violence to other people to get your point across, and you also like can force government government officials hands by like doing certain things that would basically either impede or block you know people's, uh, I guess, ability to complete that mission, right? Like you could just stand in the middle of a bridge for, for, uh, you know, for a reason just to like create that disruption, to bring awareness to the specific topic that you're talking about to gain that, uh, gain that notice and attention. But like, I guess like best example that I could say that happened recently was like, I went to, uh, Shields, right. Sporting goods. And do you know of that store?
0: No, keep going. Tell me, tell me about it.
1: Yeah, SEALS is good. It's just like kind of like Cabela's, right? And it's just here in Utah. So like we, we, I went there and like, I saw like a Blue Lives Matter shirt. And if, if anybody knows anything about Blue Lives Matter, it's basically a group that formed because Black Lives Matter formed. And like people were saying, defund the police. And so now they're saying like, it's okay for people or for police to kill Black people. Um, so let, let's let support them. Um And And so they basically formed around that. And I saw a shirt there, and there's no Black Lives Matter shirts at that store. So I took a picture of it, put it on social media, tagged shields, uh, shields. And then basically, so many people like that commented on that and saying how messed up it was. Like um, they said that they called me the very next day and they said, we took those shirts off the shelf um by the end of the day what we also did is set up a counter protest like later you
0: man good for you good for for getting them to take action on that that's that's really great keep that's
1: that's what i talk about peaceful action right like peaceful protesting so that's how you bring about change peacefully
0: now uh we were talking earlier you've never you've never been in trouble with the law in in your life before you've never um had this experience what was your experience with like uh when, when, when you got arrested for the protest in Provo, what was, what was that experience with what, what, where, where were you, what happened?
1: Yeah. And that plays into the, the solo stance I did at the Capitol, the arm solo stance. So like I was just sitting on the back porch talking with one of my uh, organizers and like, we were just going through what we we're going to do the next day. And I actually was also waiting for like a meeting I had for my work where I work right now. And like out of nowhere, like a white band just pulls up. Guys rush around the corner. I Was, was it just marked? Thinking my, was it unmarked? Was yeah, it, unmarked white van just randomly just pull up right um, at this corner out here, and some guys rush around. So like, there's a little quarter around my um, my apartment complex. Were they were they in regular? Were they in u- police uniform? Were they? They were in uniform. They were in uniform. Um, but at that point, like, I'm like, they're not even saying nothing to me. They're not saying, please put your hands up, nothing. They just rush up on me and they just jump over the fence of my apartment. grant you with no warrant, by the way, like no warrant to come get me off my property. Yeah. Which is like, I was like, we'll get into that in a second. So like basically do that. They put me in handcuffs and we're sitting there staring at each other for 30 seconds. And I'm like, I'm like, somebody going to say something to me because I feel like I something needs to be said. And so I was just like, Hey, am I under arrest? And they're like, yeah, you're under arrest. And I was like, what for? And they're like, well, we're just bringing you in for interrogation. And I was like, okay, like, am I free to go? They're like, no, you're under arrest. I was like, all right, what did I do? You know, like you bring me in for interrogation. Like that's not very specific on like what I what I was, what I'm being charged with. And and I was like, well, did you have a warrant out for my arrest? And they're like, nope, we just thought we'd pick you up. And I was like, wait, hold up. But at that point I was a little scared cause like they didn't even say they were the police. There is there's nothing that would give me a sign that like they were police officers other than like the uniforms. And like I know people can just wear uniforms and the fact that they were just sitting there staring at me and not saying anything like why I was under arrest or anything like that, like or they didn't have a warrant. I was just like I was very concerned that I like I was about to be thrown in the back of that van and literally like taken away or killed or hanged from a tree. Like that was a realistic fear for me because like at that point, like I was getting so many death threats from like this Utah citizens alarm group. Like I, I didn't like, I didn't know what to thing, and I'm not a fearful person, but like when you rush up on somebody, you don't say anything, you don't have a warrant. You don't have a reason why you're arresting me. Like that, that just is so concerning to me. And that brings me back to like, you know, the unmarked government officials, they need to be like addressing that because like people can seriously get hurt.
0: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's part of the problem with what's going on in Portland. They've got these federal, um, you know, uh, th- these 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 federal different agencies uh, trying to doing enforcing these protests and in in like rental cars and pulling up and they're in military fatigue, so they don't they're not in in uh, like you know police uniform and marked and so yeah, I mean it, it could be an, an armed militia going pick somebody up, you know, in in military f- fatigue. They just don't know, and so that is a scary. It's hard to believe that's happening. It's hard to believe yeah. that's happening in america you know uh the mayor of portland got tear gassed the other day in one of those protests mm-hmm. and, and yeah what? yeah that's crazy. Yeah, the, mayor, the mayor got tear gassed in in there um so tell me a little bit about about the organization you formed it's called insurgents usa tell me about that
1: yeah i formed insurgents usa but it was not like at the beginning for like even protesting or being an advocate or like anything to that realm like i originally like formed like motorcycle events and would like just ride out with like a whole bunch of my uh, friends and like go to different restaurants to like support them during like COVID because like a lot of businesses were struggling and so then that formed from like me going to the first protests in Salt Lake City where they burned a car and like uh, flipped over a police car and burned that and I was like oh this is crazy like so I'm going to start recording it because I I used to record like a whole bunch of motorcycle stuff and so like I started doing that and it was called insurgents tv at the time and um I did that for about like two weeks and I was like I got invited to help out with this protest and like I when I went to a meeting like I realized there was there was not a single black organizer in there and so like the protest was all about like black lives matter right so I was like hold on like So there's not a single black person in here organizing like how can you speak on like the african-american culture or like how it is to be in black in america like you you really can't because you you're not black you you can't change the color of your skin so like i was like okay like i gotta start like taking a stand and being that voice no matter like the consequences that you know that that come to me right because like i knew like it's probably like not the smartest idea to go and like stand up against the government because you're gonna get burnt at some point because like nobody wants, they don't like change, they don't like dealing with protesters or like even leaders of protests and especially not a black man. So like, it's really like, it really transitioned into that. And like from me um, experiencing racism in like my workplace, cause I actually went all the way like to like uh, uh, a EEOC mediation won that in like court with my former employer because my manager was being so racist to me. Like the point I was the best sales rep there. And like, I like, he was trying to force me out of the company. And when I finally quit the company, right. I finally quit and basically kept coming after me and I wasn't even doing anything. Like I was in a totally different industry. And like he made so many lies to the executives saying, I was like taking their customers. Like he filed like a non-compete. Um, they filed a non-compete against me and I went back to them and I filed uh, racial discrimination and harassment charges with the EOC, and I won it. Um, and so like I was like super happy to see that work. But it was also sad because like it's real as it's real as can be. And it's in corporate America. It's in the government. And and people just don't hear about those stories because like what basically happens is like they say, hey, you know, here, here's here's what here's the money that you get what little that you get because like we just want you to shut up and like go away because we don't want the media to understand like who we are as an organization truly and so like also like just sign this non-disclosure like don't talk about like which company like it is and like all that stuff so like then you'll just then you never will hear about it right so that's the unfortunate thing like i can't bring up names on on the situation but like i can bring up circumstances but that's, how, that's really what happens, right? And that's why I decided to to start Insurgents USA and start advocating for change. And so like, that really drove me to that point.
0: Yeah, uh, that's part of what these conversations are about is, uh, and if you followed any of them, it, it, they are about uh, trying to bring to light the fact that racism uh, exists in our community. Here, here, in here in Utah, um, I think a lot of people just believe that that's something that exists somewhere else, and that it's not a problem here. And yeah. so that's one of the things we've we've definitely addressed. And and I just wanted to read from your the insurgents.us Us uh, website, and it says that that we abide by four key principles: diversity, equality, intersectionality, and restorative justice. Um, tell me about tell me about those those four key principles, or uh, or just just kind of riff on that for a minute about about what that means to you
1: yeah so basically want to just like make sure that everyone is held accountable under the law with the same with the same equality that every single other American is held by like because like it's not that case right now like when a police officer kills somebody like they can easily get away with that murder like and they should be the person that's like held to the highest standard because like they know the application of the law and they've been trained in the law, like, and vice versa. Not even that, just like the equality in the sense of like government officials and legislation, right? Like do you know how many black people are in the Utah legislation right now? How
0: many? I don't.
1: One, one and that's in the house. So that tells you something as well. Like the, the population,
0: the population in Utah's like, black population is like eight percent, maybe. I don't know. It could be eight percent. It could I be. I think I'm it's about concerned. like that. So it's that's not a that's not a proportional number of representatives by any means
1: in in the House and Senate. Um, but like, and in our government leadership, <clears throat> there also could be just like so. The thing is, is that you really need to take a, a look at like okay, like what are they doing to like help have a diversity inclusion plan to help. If there is black are black people that are interested, I'm I'm, I'm probably I am one of them, I can tell you that. To get to that place, how are they going to do that? Are they doing are they tailoring a message where the black community is hearing that? Or are they only including the white community because like they don't want they want to suppress that to the best of their ability? Because like I come from a sports background and I know about competition. If they're in the place of a competition, right, and they're at the they're in those positions, they don't want nobody else competing for those spots. And they especially don't want an African-American man, just be, just, or a woman, just because like, the thing is just because you put a law in place, right? That provides uh, equality um, for every American, does not erase the racism in somebody's heart. And there is so many people that have racist heart and racist intentions that are so against like equality. Like you, would they, it just doesn 't disappear in fifty years. those people are still alive they 're still here and, and they 're teaching their children the same thing now whether or not their child des- decides to to do something different than what their parents have told them is irrelevant, but they live around it and they and they and they have a mindset towards it so it 's sad to say that that 's why that 's why we believe in those four key principles, because like if we're able to bring those things uh, and change those things, I think it will be able to change the way people see the world and the way that we actually have an impact on society.
0: Definitely. Um, So tell me, you know, if someone, well, they can't anymore. As we were speaking, John and I were were speaking before we got on here, we were talking about uh, Insurgents USA's uh, Facebook page. Um, It got taken down literally almost as we were speaking um and um i wanted to press on on john a little bit and and this will kind of tie back into maybe why i got taken down but um uh, a lot of what's posted on on that page is is violence uh, a lot of it's violence uh, about uh, uh filming police protesters uh violence against uh, police violence against the protesters um some of it was violence against you know Uh, one of them was a truck driver who drove his truck into a, into a protest, which is the initiation of the violence. But then they, uh, in in that video that I watched, they, they, the, the truck driver got out of his car and got, got beaten up. So tell me, uh, one, why you think it's necessary for, to put those visuals out there. And then I want to talk about
1: Facebook taking them down. Sure. So there's two things that it brings, uh, attention to so a lot of people love violence right like a lot of people love to see it a lot of people don't like to see it right like they either click on it because they like like the violence or they like oh like look how messed up this is you know there's two things but that also brings awareness to my cause and my page right because like everybody's attention right now is focused on that but it's not only about that Um, I would say a lot of it's about actually having those conversations with people that might spark in the comment section right because, like, if I post something that's so controversial that somebody decides to take the time out of their day to actually comment on my post, thank you so much. Because, like, now I have a chance to have a conversation with you. And maybe not me, but every single other person that follows me, like, you can bet, I can bet you that six people are in on somebody's conversation and literally going back and forth and and trying to, like understand each other and that's what I'm about is understanding each each individual person and and affecting change in that way because like Basically a lot of stuff comes from ignorance. I would say they don't know like, you know Sometimes that they're being racist or they don't know what they don't know as well. They might think that you're like uh, well people have literally called me this a riot communist leader and They don't, they, they say that out of ignorance because like all they know is because that's what somebody told them. But now since I posed to something that might be controversial and I can have that conversation, like, great. Like now I can open you up a little bit more, but also it's, it, you want to show people like the, what police are doing out there. You want to show people that, you know, they are hurting protesters and not in a lawful manner, right? Like they're doing it in an unlawful way and you also want to show, like, yes, like some people. The protesters pulled those people out, or pulled that man or woman out of that truck, right? But like that truck also decided to run itself through the crowd. Like n- a normal, same person is not going to run a big truck through a crowd, like or even their car. But you could just understand the rage that those or the the frustration that those protesters had in fear that that was happening and to the point like people do not inherently just want to hurt somebody like I don't go down the the middle of the street and just feel like I want to punch somebody in the face or every single person I see they just don't it's not a it's that's not a fact people don't like that I I would assume for yourself when you walk down the street is your intention to punch every single person in the face that you see no (laughs) no exactly and people are not like that, but they are like that. If you do something crazy, if you do something to jeopardize their life and other people's lives, and if they're at and if they're in a place of fear, they're going to do whatever they they have to do to protect themselves and the people around them. Yeah.
0: And, you know, uh, in in, in the beginning of my last podcast episode, I talked a little bit about the life of John Lewis and how he used this concept of non-violent suffering which means he put himself specifically in positions where he knew he was going to get harmed, where violence was going to happen to him and to his friends, and they used the images and uh, from those events, from those freedom rides, um, from his march on on Selma on the Edmund Pettus Bridge uh, that hopefully will someday get renamed as the as the John Lewis Bridge, um, but the the imagery from those is what sparked uh, the civil rights act. And so this is, this is a, a tactic used long ago, uh, by, by people we now revere as heroes like John Lewis. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people may, may judge you they're like, Hey man, this guy got arrested. He was unlawful. Uh, for, remember that the civil rights, uh, rights icon, John Lewis got arrested 40 times. And six of those times were when he was, I think it was six. You know, don't don't quote me on that, but he, he was arrested at least several times as a United States congressman. So um, and and so that just points out that uh, you know that just because you're arrested uh, doesn't necessarily mean uh, that you're not on the right side of history, uh, as definitely history has shown us uh, about about John Lewis. You know. Uh, So you have another organization now that you're you're talking about or that you have that I see often. It's called the Black Fist Coalition. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, the Black Fist Coalition, um, it's more of like geared towards African-Americans itself because I feel like Insurgents USA, it's a very broad topic. And some people might not like the the name of that because like, it's, what is what does it mean, right? Revolting um, and rising up. So uh, it, it's a, a little bit of a lesser step down to say like, okay, this is a specific message that we are here to advocate uh, change in the black community and equality for them. So like, that's that's why I created that, but it's also like like, Like, you said, like the coalition, what that means is basically a temporary alliance. Huh? You yeah, froze a for a second. You froze for a second. Put you're back. On. Oh, I did. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, so the coalition is basically means a temporary alliance of different uh, organizations coming together for a common objective. So like that goes in hand with like what I want out of my mission is to unite people to come together to fight a common cause for good and so that's why i named the blackfish coalition because like it it really goes in hand in hand with insurgents usa and it's just another way for me to get a voice out there where some people might not listen to insurgents usa but some people might listen to the blackfish coalition so you have to diversify um, I come from, like I said, sales and marketing, so I understand that part.
0: Yeah, let's um, let's let's talk about. So, like we were saying earlier, Facebook takes down your in, Insurgents USA, and and let's remember that Facebook is the organization that keeps claiming that they don't uh, that they don't necessarily edit that they're all about free speech. They will not touch anything that the president puts out. Um, unlike some of the other, other social media platforms, uh, Twitter has now started putting, uh, you know, that at least disclaimers on some of the president's, uh, words that they are when they are deliberately misleading and when they're just flat out lies. Um, so there are other, other social media platforms that have, um, that have, that have started to put reins on. Um, the president and and other other forms of speech, um, but Facebook will refuse to do that. Yet, they to just barely took down your page.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous to see because like we actually like filed so many complaints against like that Utah Citizens Alarm Group, and which by the way now is at like probably like twenty thousand members, um, and that's been like a week and a half, two weeks, and so. All the racist comments they've been saying we've been reporting them um to facebook and they come back and say it's not against our community standards what the what what the hell what literally what the fuck do you mean by that like right like tell me like it's not some automated message and some and being very very subjective to exactly who they're gonna go after like so Insurgents USA like not once have I put hate speech or say I'm going to kill somebody anything like that and they just all, all it is is basically they just took my stuff down like the second I started creating events like they would they would block those events from like being able to reach people like they wouldn't even show up on people's pages so some, some people couldn't even share them so like it, it really restricts the, the way that you're getting your message out there and it And it does that in a lot of ways because I've been in Facebook jail for two months now and so have so many of my friends. But like Facebook jails to the point that I can't even post on my own page. I can't post on my own groups. Like tell me how that's against community standards. It's my group. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can say whatever I need to say and post as many times as I need to in the group, right? Like, so like that that just should say something so loud to you like it's not facebook is saying one thing but trump and trump and mark zuckerberg on the back end are definitely doing something completely different you know and that's the unfortunate stuff and and that's how they really suppress your voice
0: yeah um let's let's finish off here by circling back to your your solo arm stance protest um, what did it feel like when you were there, you were there for a couple hours. What did it feel like when these other, uh, what, the organ- the other organization that when they roll up 20 armed, uh, white people standing, standing in front of you, what,
1: what did that feel like? And what did that scene look like? Uh, I've, I've been in front of them before. So I like, I know what they're about. They're about words but, and their threats are empty threats. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really believe like they would be out there or shoot me and I could be wrong and maybe they will. But like, I try to put that in the back of my mind. I'm, I'm really prepared to die. Like if I go out there, I am prepared to die. And that, and I mean that in the sense that if somebody shoots me because like I'm speaking up for equality and I'm wanting a better world for everybody and I'm not out there to hurt anyone like that that brings me peace at the end of the day. Like if I died for that cause, like I would accept that. And so like facing them, my whole intent of doing that as well, that a lot of people don't even know, was to cut out all the the distractions. Like every single other person that can come to your protest and literally instigate any type of uh, conflict between both groups, I wanted to cut that out. Still people did show up. It's just a matter of fact that people follow you and they wanna do that. And the fact is, is like, I wanted to talk to the leader of their group, which is Casey, and he was there. He knew I was gonna be there. And I I, I walked straight up to them. They didn't come to me. I went to them because I was not afraid. I was not afraid of them. And I was not afraid to, to walk up and have a conversation with somebody who thought I was somebody different than what I actually was. And I was able to clear up a lot of things. And like I said, I'm about unity and peace. I'm not about conflict. I'm not trying to have people die because an armed militia decides they they want to come after me, and like they want to come after everybody else out there. And maybe it's a misunderstanding. I could be wrong at the end of the day, but at least I showed like uh to be a better person, right? And and put myself out there to try and make uh, that small difference. If it doesn't, that's fine. But at least I did what I could to, and I could not come back and say at the end of the day, like, I didn't try to have that compromise. Right. Because like, seriously, there's two ways you can go about it. You can be angry as hell and I could have gone out there gung ho and just like trying to fight 20 armed men really not going to work out. I could, I could have gotten like 300, 400 people to come out there with me and we could have tried to fight them as well. Really not going to work out. Right. Because like someone's going to get hurt. Someone is. And so my intent was for peace. It was for peace. It was an aggressive stance, yes, because I had a gun, right? But I had to speak their language. That is their language. They come out to every protest with guns. Cool. Let me show you that I can carry a gun, too. And so that's why I was out there. And that's my whole intent is to speak their language because, like, that's how you can open their mind to your point of view and vice versa.
0: Well, we are certainly in uh, a historic moment, uh, one that will be be looked back at in, in the history books, and you know the 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 freedom Riders, a lot of times when they would when they would leave, they would write their wills and so you know i I, I don't think you're being hyperbolic when you're talking about uh, the danger that that you face in some of these um, and you know but it's it's an important movement. And I think you said it, you know, over and over again, you know, that you're, you're, you're there to bring peace. Um, and it's, it's not about, it's not about trying to start a fight. It's not about trying to, you're you're there trying to, trying to be peaceful, protesting uh, against, you know, di- discrimination and against um, police violence and showing that and putting that on your social media um, is your way of, of doing that. So, you know, Hey, it was great to have this conversation with you and to hear those points of view. Um, do, you, do you have anything else you would like listeners to, to hear or understand or know about you um, since you've been in the news multiple times now?
1: Yeah, I do want people to understand, like, you think that the only people that might be against you are the government officials or the police. Um, that's just simply not the case or even racist people that are out there, just like that don't like the movement or, or black people in general, that's not true. Like there's so many more people against you than just that. Like organizers that are in it for themselves, organizers that are out there to gain uh, awareness because of the cause. Like I've met so many organizers and so many people just because like I'm putting myself out there to connect with them and like wanting to work with them. But at the end of the day, like they're not, they're not in it for anything but themselves and like their cause. And a lot of them are not even related to Black Lives Matter. They're like related to a different cause entirely. Like, and they have no intention of like using um, like Black Lives Matter to make change in the Black community. All of these organizers are specifically white organizers or different ethnicities than then. African Americans, and they basically just want to say, screw, like me as an African American man trying to make this change. And like, they're not gonna accept that. And they're gonna try and to intimidate you, or basically, uh, what would I say, Uh, deformation of character in any way that they can. Like, they will do it at all costs. And it's a sad thing to see that. But like, if you read anything about history, that like you said earlier, we talked about it a little bit. I I reference back to Martin Luther King. He even got shunned by the NAACP. Like people who are about that cause shunned him just because like he was getting out there and actually affecting the community and bringing change and bringing awareness. They did not like the fact that he was like that face of it. They get jealous of that. And that's, and that's the same with anything. That's the same with anything in life. Cause one thing that taught me in the Olympics and training for speed skating, like people do not like to see you succeed. If you're doing better than them, they want to do whatever they can to bring you down from that place. They will shit talk you. They will come up to you and try to instigate stuff or get into your head. It's all like these tactics people use to try and, you know, suppress the, your success. So suppress The cause really, because at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything but like look bad on like the community and like people trying to change things and hold people back from like the true potential that they can be. And so like I want people to understand like it's a fight that that is not between just two sides. It's a fight between every single person out there that is not uniting for that specific cause of equality and making black people equal under the law like that is placed in america right now like then it's just so crazy and it's disheartening to say the least
0: well thanks john we we, we usually we like to sometimes leave on a high note so do you have anything you're hopeful about i mean not that that wasn't a high note i this is all really important things and it's it, but 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 Specifically, do you have anything you're hopeful about for the future and the future of this movement?
1: Yeah, I do see a lot of good things across the country as well with groups that are uniting communities that are working together. I see that and I see change. I see a lot of good change in far as like passing bills and legislation and actually creating police reform to where it's gonna actually affect the community positively. But, um yeah, we, we are making a difference and we can, we just need to keep pushing and not lose hindsight that this is not a short game. This is a long game and you gotta, you gotta be willing to put in years, not months.
0: Yeah. We can already see that, you know, sometimes the conversation shifting um, towards, you know, different, different things, uh, whether it's COVID or not, those things are not important and elections and and those things are not important, but um, good job for keeping this in the forefront of our minds. uh, That, that, that piece of art of of human art that you were up there. Um, We'll post the pictures in our show notes uh, and, and also in the comments on, on Facebook of you there. Um, because it it was, it it really was, it was, it was a, it was a protest and it was art. And, um, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was well done, even even though it made me uncomfortable (laughs) and then, you know, that's what, what it was supposed to do. So, uh, again, appreciate you coming on
1: and, uh, hopefully we'll get to speak again. Yeah. I hope so as well. Thanks. We'll see ya.